just want to take a moment to kind of launch this sermon series as we dive into what does it mean for us to genuinely share in community and in particular what does it mean for us to speak the truth in love I think this is really important we we talk a lot about community here at Citywide and as I said uh, I have been it's actually seven I think different moments of my life I've been part of what they call intentional Christian communities where people actually live near each other share life together and try and live in an intentional community usually still connecting with a local church and that kind of thing my experience in all of those places is that community is jolly difficult and a quick read of the New Testament also backs that up we if, if community was easy we wouldn't have had any of Paul's letters, pretty much. Like, they're all addressed to what does it mean for you people to be one. I, I have been personally challenged, and I'm about to take a couple of weeks off, looking forward to that, to do some more writing. I've been personally challenged that we are directly and knowingly avoiding Jesus' prayer for us <laughs> as the church. The, the one time he's directly praying for us in John 17 where he says I pray for those who believe in you th- through their message that's us he said the one thing he's praying for us is I pray they might be one father as you and I are one I, I don't know uh, I, I I don't know why, but it's clear that for Jesus this was critical and for, and for it's clear for me that we've developed a brand of Christianity that is not about us being one, it's about me. It's about my personal belief, my, my God, my Bible, my way. Now, there's a whole history to that. And as you said, community is difficult. But Jesus' strategy for the world to know, if you look in your notes, by the way, the the notes for the sermon are on the YouVersion Bible app. If you've got that that Bible app, if you go to events under that, the sermon notes will pop up and you'll have all the the verses and things that we'll be talking about. Um, I... We, because we have reduced Christianity to a set of ideas... We turned evangelism into a sales job uh, where, where we get people to try and believe the right ideas. That was so, and, and the best, you know, the, and we have big rallies where we get people to come and talk. It's clear Jesus' plan for the world to be changed wasn't necessarily to have a world full of really good talkers. But to have people whose lives were so different, in particular in the way they related to others. You'll see, this is the passage I'm working on a book on at the moment, John 17. I pray that they will believe in me through their message of the disciples, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world might believe. One of the things about the Trinity is Jesus is not the same thing as God the Father. He's not the same thing as the Holy Spirit. They are one person 
but three distinct persons at the same time. That's the mystery of the Trinity. But it's also the mystery of the Christian church when it's at its best. We are to be one, but we're not meant to be all the same. There's, it's been sad seeing some of the unhealth in some Christian communities where there is a megastar pastor or preacher and everybody has to act and talk and be like that. The more you hang out with Jesus, the more yourself you become. The more you hang out with Jesus, the more yourself you become, but the more you find what it means to love. Now, the starting point of that, we, as we've wrestled with it and looked at Jesus' teaching, we believe that there are five critical things that Jesus teaches and exhibits in order for the church to be one. And the first is, we've got to learn to speak the truth in love, just as Jesus did. Paul writes to the Ephesians, instead, speaking the truth in love, we'll grow up into him who is the head. That the problem we have is we've tended to focus on the truth. We've tended to focus on getting the ideas and getting people to focus. So if we can get people to believe the right five things in the right order, then they're in the club. But Jesus, he didn't just come as truth. He came as grace and truth. Following Jesus is an invitation to attention. And one of the challenges is some people are complicated to love. Isn't that true? And the church is meant, the church is meant to be full of people who are different. There's a heresy in the Christian church that came through uh, what became to be called the church growth movement, which basically said you pick a target market and you find the consumer and you organise the church to meet the needs of that consumer and you end up with a church full of people who look and talk and sound the same. The church was never meant to be full of people who look and talk and sound the same, but it is meant to be people who speak the truth in love. Now, we've got to watch it here. This is, it's not easy. All relationships are complicated. And, and you'll find often in a couple, there'll be one person who tends to be the truth person and one person who tends to be the love person. Uh, and, and neither are okay without the other, if you know what I mean. Like it, it, what, that, is actually, can, that is a recipe for unhealth in a relationship. It's a recipe for codependence because if one person is focused on getting the facts right and the other one's focused on just all the relationship stuff, then neither will see and value the other. You, you actually need to do the work. Love, what, what we mean by speaking the truth in love, it's here on this card and in your sermon notes, it means making the conscious choice to communicate how you see the world to others in a way that strengthens the listener or the hearer. So it means the only way for us to step into community is if people know what life is like for you. The only way for us to step into community is if people know, for people to know what life is like for you. And the only way for them to know what life is like for you is for you to tell them. Otherwise, they will infer you think and feel the same way they would think and feel if they were acting like you, which is wrong. 
you are different to them and your actions come from different places. But it's not just about having the courage to tell people how you think and feel. It's speaking that truth in love. What it means is having the courage to work out what life is like for them and working out how do I tell them this in a way that they can hear it. It means being honest, but also means having empathy. And we just, we will not experience community without speaking the truth in love. I love, we keep wrestling in this direction. Part of the reason what we're trying to do with the dinners together is to create a place where we bump into each other enough where we start to get to know each other. Um, one of the dangers for the Christian church, though, is we're pretty middle class and Western, and we're not real good at sharing complicated stuff with each other. And, and the intent never is that everybody knows your dirty laundry. That's not, your tent. That's not the intent in the New Testament. But if nobody knows what life is like for you, that is a problem. And I, I love that when the New Testament church is at its best, they call each other brother and sister. There's that level of commitment. There's a... There's a bunch of stuff I would have loved to have shared with you about this, but I just want to say there are some people who want to say, look, if you bring the darkness, bring the, the, the dirty laundry out into the light, that'll get people to think badly of you or your, or your church or your family or whatever. The Bible directly addresses that. Ephesians says, you were taught, actually no, uh, Ephesians 5, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that's illuminated becomes a light. What I love about this is what it's, what it's saying is, it's the stuff that you don't tell anybody it becomes like a cancer and robs you of life. But where there is stuff that you bring into the light, then it actually becomes a light. The darkness itself becomes a light for other people, it becomes a point where other people can get a point of reference. Now, we're not always talking about stuff that's as deep and confronting as that. Sometimes it's just saying to somebody you did a great job I really appreciated how you led our worship or you're not looking you, you, you look a bit sad Are you okay making a choice to lift our eyes and speaking how we see things will always take courage and you won't always get it right sometimes you will speak the truth with not enough love sometimes you'll be so focused on the relationship you don't speak the truth Sometimes you'll just mis misread what's going on, and that's okay. We're going to be talking about one of the other things we need to have for each other is grace. We, we, you don't get to have community without grace. But can I encourage you, as we begin this conversation about what does it mean to be a church that genuinely reflects Jesus and follows him, two bits of homework. I, I want to... 
if we can build a culture where it's normal to speak the truth in love, the, the best way to do that is to invite it. So can I ask you to consider this? I, uh, find three people over the next week and ask them what they would see as your strengths and weaknesses. Find three people this week and ask them what they would see as your strengths and weaknesses. So what you're doing is inviting them to speak the truth in love to you. Now, I know that might be scary. And sometimes, like, it was one of the most useful leadership tips I'd ever come across as I started to ask the, my team people who, to that same question. Because sometimes if, if it's not that helpful, it's telling you more about them than you. That's okay. But inviting people to speak the truth in love into your life. And then the other piece of homework I'd love you to consider this week is genuinely, not, not don't just say it for effect, but find a time where you can affirm someone in a way that is true. And, and tell, give them a piece of positive feedback. Say, I, I really appreciated when you did this. Speak the truth in love to them. You, you watch. It, has, it can have a profound impact on people's lives just by, even if you steer clear of telling any of the complicated truth, but just, just focus on speaking the, the positive truth until you get more used to it. I, we're, we're on a journey as a church. We... We are a long way short of where we want to be. But i got to say, I really would encourage you to um, grab, we've just released the data from the survey we did last year about where we're up to as a church, and we've got all those available for you. One of the things that's really encouraging is uh, it's clear we're headed in the right direction. It's clear people are taking their faith more seriously, uh, that... uh, that we are moving towards community. And one of the things that really excited me is like 90% of people were saying, I feel like I've got the opportunity to step into and be encouraged in the, uh, my calling and contribution in the church, which was very exciting. But like I said, we've got a long way to go. And a key thing, nothing I can say is going to do it. Uh, I... I, David, I personally have to make choices to speak the truth in love, and so do you. And we will become a community, the kind of community Jesus is praying for in John 17, if we have the courage to speak the truth in love to each other. Let's just pray. Eh? Jesus, we acknowledge we don't have all the answers, and we acknowledge that There are times where we avoid the truth, but there are also times where we speak the truth without love, both of which are clearly wrong. Can you help us be people who genuinely speak the truth in love? And can you, for each of us, can you help us reflect on to what degree we actually do that? Uh, You know, uh, you, you have this, you, you are calling and praying for us to be the kind of church where the kind of our, our kind of relationships speak. So people look at us and go, how do you hang together? How do you love each other like you do when you're so different? First of all, help us, help our church be full of people who are different and help us learn to love each other. 
and, and help those relationships speak. Help us grow up. Your servant Paul said that speaking the truth in love would grow up. Community requires us to grow up. Help us, Jesus, grow up and be people who speak the truth in love. We ask this in your name. Amen. Back to you, Dan.